Coming to you live from Kudu Studios with Vian Isaac. It's Sounds About Music. Sounds About Life. How to create a second album featuring Vian Isaac and guests. Hello, everybody. This is Vian Isaac. I'm an indie pop artist and producer from Nashville, Tennessee, and this is Sounds About Music. This is a podcast detailing the work I do to create my second album and how I promote it. This week was drum week at the studio, so we recorded drums for a bunch of songs, and drums are always such an interesting instrument to record because it's such a big instrument and there are so many unique pieces. And then I do something quite unprecedented, and I play two of the songs that are going to be on the record. I play the first verse and chorus of each song because they are finished and they are mixed. So that happens at the end of the podcast. If you want to hear the full podcast, join my album number two club by going to vianisaac.com slash soundsaboutmusic and get ready for some drums. Here we go. Hello, everybody. My name is Vian Isaac, and this is Sounds About Music, a podcast exploring the creation of my second album after my first release, Northern Anthems. In this podcast, I talk about songwriting, production, and I invite some friends along and learn about what they do in the music industry and how they approach creativity. This week has been quite an interesting week. I tracked drums on a few songs this week, which is always fun and always interesting. Recording drums is quite a process. It's quite a big instrument, but all the pieces are very close together and you essentially have to put a microphone in front of each part of the drum. So you put a microphone in front of the kick drum, snare drum, toms, and then you put overhead microphones to to capture the cymbals and kind of the, the full kit. Typically, this has to be done in a very specialized way because you can get weird artifacts in something called phasing because there's so many microphones in the same vicinity that they interact with each other in weird ways and cause the sound to get captured in a in a non-realistic way which causes the drums to sound thin so you really have to learn how to record drums well to make it sound like drums on a record it's one of those instruments where you can't just throw up mics and kind of wing it and, and be like, okay, great, this this sounds good. To some degree you can, but it requires a little bit of specialized knowledge and understanding concepts like phasing and directionality. So my front room is quite small and it has a piano in it, which made recording drums very interesting because when the drummer would play, my buddy Jude, Jude Smith, he's an amazing drummer, guitar player and artist. So you should definitely check him out if you get a chance. But whenever you would play, it would it would resonate, the piano would resonate. And it was quite a problem at first, but I went and got a big mattress and put it in front of the piano, which kind of alleviated some of that ringing and was, was quite helpful. The space is quite small, so I went for a very dry drum sound and plan on adding reverb and effects to it afterwards. I do love dry drum sounds. I think uh, there's something quite interesting about about that sound. It's very different from the sound from the 70s, for example, on those big rock records where they would record drums in stairwells and any sort of large space where they could capture the natural reverberation of the room. So for me, that wasn't something I really had the option of doing. I have recorded drums in our attic. So the attic of my studio is huge. It's like 20-foot ceilings and just a massive space. And I actually recorded the drums for the London Air Raids up there. My buddy Nathan Knox, he, he tracked drums and 
he was very kind to do it. There was no AC up there and it was the middle of the summer. So he uh, was sweating and recording drums and we, we took a six pack up to him. So he had some nice six pack beers and just recorded drums. But on this record, I'm going for a more up close sound and I'm going for a more dry sound. So it made sense to record it in my front room. Jude came in, he set up his drum set and I set up all the microphones. I already had sort of an idea of what I wanted to do. So it took eight microphones to record the drum set, which is interesting in that most other instruments, you don't really need more than two, maybe three microphones to record an instrument. So it makes recording drums complicated because you want to get everything just right. And there's so many things that can go wrong. But luckily with us, it didn't go, nothing Nothing really went wrong. We just sort of had that piano issue. And then we, we got some beautiful takes. And one of the songs that I'm working on is a song called Scars, which is a mix of electronic drums and real drums. What I find with electronic drums is they sound great, but as soon as you introduce real drums and a real player, the electronic drums sort of almost fall flat. So what I do to alleviate that is is go in and actually program the electronic drums to feel a little bit more realistic. They don't need to be as perfect. They also can have some fills and some, some variation in the drums to follow the music so that when that real kit comes in, it doesn't feel like a stark contrast between this very sort of robotic feel and then all of a sudden a very organic feel. But I think also with that song, that is sort of what I am trying to achieve. So it made sense. What I'd love to do today is kind of show you what the dry drums sound like with no effects on them, no alteration. This is exactly what we captured in the room. And then I may also play uh, the song that, it, that the drums are, are meant to be for. So what I'm going to do now is start with each part of the drum and then build it up to the full kit and then finally play you just a little 15 second snippet of the drums with the song. Now keep in mind that these drums have no processing on them, no effects, nothing. This is exactly what was captured in the room and you'll kind of get a feel for what drums typically start out as and then what they end up as. So the first thing I want to share is the kick drum or the low bass drum. For those of you who are unfamiliar with music, that is the low drum that the drummer hits with their foot, with the foot pedal hitting the drum. You'll hear some bleed from the rest of the kit and then you'll also hear the kick being much more pronounced. So there you go. That is the kick drum mic. And that's where you get all your low end energy, all your oomph is from that microphone. And you can hear there's quite a lot of bleed from the rest of the kit. I didn't mic the kick drum with the microphone inside the kick drum. I mic'd it from the outside facing in. So that did pick up some bleed from the rest of the drum kit, which isn't really a big deal uh, most of the time. And I can also use something called a gate to cut out everything except the loudest transients or the kicks. So the next thing is the snare drum, which is very important. And uh, let me play that. So nice dry snare, and you can kind of hear that it does pick up some of the cymbal as well. Again, not a big deal. Um, if I need to, I can always gate it so that I can just isolate the snare by itself. The other thing then that I always mic are the floor tom and the 
high tom or whatever tom configuration the drums have. So I'll play those. I loved the toms on this kit. They're dry and, and meaty, which I really like. Ooh, that is so big. I love that. So that's the tom sound. And then Jude just has a great kit. Then the overheads, which are two microphones that go above the drum set. So for the overheads, I used Shure's KSM-141s. I'll include a detailed list of the microphones used to record these drums on my album number two club page, which you can access if you join the club. So definitely join the club. Uh, these are the overheads that I was talking about. KSM-141s. Beautiful. Small diaphragm pencil condensers. Here we go. So you get a really full kit sound. I love those pencil condensers. They're really accurate at just capturing what's in the room. The last thing I did is something that I learned to do from some engineers that have mentored me and people I've worked with in the past, and that is you always want to have a fun microphone that's just sort of thrown up somewhere and has some weird reason for being up just to mess with and see what, what you can create. So I put up a C414 and I put just one mono mic up in the room and I put it right by the piano. I wanted to see if I could grab some of the weird overtone rings that the piano was generating during the time of the recording. Let me play a little bit of that. This is that mono mic. So you get a lot of wash, a lot of cymbal wash. It's, it's a little bit of a more distant sound. I think if I manipulate that after the fact and put some more effects on it, I think I can create something really interesting and something really cool out of that. It also really doubles well as a way to beef up the drums using a process called parallel compression because if I compress just that one microphone and then bring it in underneath all the other microphones, it will make the drums feel bigger and meatier. So with all those mics, this is how the kit sounds with no processing, no effects. This is just what we captured in the room. These are all the mics combined. So there you go. Now I'm going to play what it sounds like with the song. And again, keep in mind one more time that there are no effects on these drums and there has been very minimal mixing, but just to kind of give you an idea of how the whole thing came together in the end. So there you have it. That's what I was up to this week, and I hope it was informative for you. What I'm going to do now is play some of the other songs and talk a little more about the recording process. So if you want to stick around, you'll hear other mixes, songs that are already completely finished and mixed that are going to be on this next record. And I'll talk a little bit in detail about what I liked and what techniques I used to create the sound that I created. But thank you so much for listening. Please join the club album number two club, and I can't wait to talk to you again next week.